Hello and welcome. This is Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. Let's learn a little bit about communication skills, leadership skills, and really how you'd like to improve your life, your career, and your outlook. Let's start. Hello everyone and welcome to another week of Communication Means Talking Together. This week, I thought we would try something a little bit unusual. When we think of communication, we naturally think about speaking. Last week we spoke about writing. There's a few different outward ways to express ourselves, right? Different media, video recording, streaming, uh, blogging, lots of different ways that we express ourselves. One method of communication that we tend not to think about, ironically, is thinking. You might wonder, how in the world is thinking communication. Many people, in fact, would argue that for communication to occur, there have to be two individuals, right? So if two individuals aren't speaking or in some way exchanging information, how can one call that communication? Because it's only a person, right? All right, let's see if we can make a counter argument for that. Thinking. Let's define that first, and then we'll try and see if we can qualify any form of thinking under the banner of communication. So what is thinking? Every meaningful idea that occurs to us, that we can give a name to, that we can explain, that we can recall, that we choose to remember or that we are able to remember. Let's consider that as thoughts. Ultimately, every communication researcher and practitioner will agree that communication boils down to meaning. So, can we qualify something by the term that has been used before, intrapersonal? communication as opposed to interpersonal communication. Inter being between two and intra meaning within the one. I would argue that if it wasn't for the separation of the psychology into ego, superego, and id, if it wasn't for, from a spiritual aspect, the soul deliberating with the divine, and if it wasn't for our own enactment of point and counterpoint, in other words, splitting our own thoughts into should I or shouldn't I, what are the pros or cons of a particular decision, if it wasn't for this very natural, universal ability of human beings to take two opposing thoughts and have them in our minds at the same time. If it wasn't for this, I would all, always agree and say one cannot communicate with oneself. So, in other words, be it from the spiritual aspect, from the psychological aspect, there's the conscious, the subconscious, and ultimately our ability to artificially hold two opposing views in our minds at the same time. This 
creation of, of a divided stream of thought into multiple streams of thought. This allows for intrapersonal communication. So, what could be the possible approach we could take to get better at this? What's the purpose of it? And how is it useful? Getting our thoughts in order might be the most fundamental thing that we ever do in our life. I was just on YouTube the other day and yet another video came up on business success. And the person said, yet another rich millionaire or billionaire, we won't name who, that if we work on ourselves before we work on our work, we'll be twice as successful as if we did not. It seems abstract and it seems kind of a nothing expression. But given a bit of thought, it has some merit. Think about communication. And the first thing that comes to mind when people think of the word communication, confidence, right? Or the opposite, I guess, anxiety. We are anxious when we are trying to communicate with others. Why in the world would we be anxious when trying to communicate with others? Well, because we are unsure of ourselves. There we go. And that's the answer. So to become confident in speaking with others or communicating with others, we have to be sure in within ourselves, with our own thoughts, in our intrapersonal communication. The more order and the more surety there is in our own thoughts, the more order and surety there will be in the thoughts we express, therefore, to others. So, if we can establish that there is intrapersonal communication, it can be called communication, and that it's important and that it has a purpose, perhaps then we can go to the next step, which is, how do you get good at this? How do you become a good intrapersonal communicator? I can say this, for one, is you pick a few different approaches but ultimately you'll settle on the one. The first approach is action-oriented. Some people boil it down to the simple question and the question that has to be answered each and every time. Okay, so what should I do about it? Right? And perhaps before that is the why or the so what. In other words, every thought that comes to our mind has to be passed through this gauntlet of what is it? Why is it important? And if it is important, what should I do about it? And that perhaps is as simple as it gets. Think about, I'll repeat for memory's sake. What is it? If you can describe the thought and explain it such that it makes sense to you and there's no confusion about what's happening, that's the first step. If it makes no sense, we just discard it. Kind of like food gone bad, if you will. If it makes sense, then we ask ourselves, is it important? And if so, why? 
And if so, how important? And you rank order it against all your other thoughts and your other ideas. Could be concerns, could be just looking to solve a problem. And let's say now you have, just for the sake of argument, 10 thoughts that are conscious in your mind that you're working on. And now you know what they are, and you know they're important enough that you haven't discarded them. And now you kind of know which ones are more important than the others, perhaps because there's a deadline. You know, you need to file a certain paperwork for work, or you need to do your taxes, or you need to walk the dog, whatever it is. There's some things that need to be taken care of immediately, some things that are more in the short or medium term, and something that are more of a long-term or even ongoing thing, such as I need to stay healthy, right? That has, doesn't have a deadline to it. Then finally, you ask yourself the final question, what should I do about it? And that is, I think, the most interesting question of the lot. Not that it'll get, not that, not, not that it, uh, you know, should ever take away from the importance of the why uh, or, or the what. But there's something really particular about action. And it brings a sense of confidence into the moment if we're willing to take the challenge. So what should we do about it? Now we are able to take what may have been a thousand thoughts filtered down to, let's say, a hundred that makes sense, filtered down to maybe 50 that are important. And those 50 then rank ordered in terms of some kind of parameter of importance or timeliness due to their deadlines, if they have some. And finally, we're like, okay, I know what my thoughts are. I know which ones are important. And I know how important each one is. So figuring out if there is any action at all to be taken on them, that is the first step. Because as many wise people have said, sometimes the most important action to take is to do nothing at all. Patience is a virtue. This has been said many a time. But our patience is rarely tested. And when it is, we have to show that we are capable of it. So possibility number one is we simply wait it out patiently, without worry, without doubt. Possibility number two is there is a simple response needing to be given to someone, simple action to be done, one step, and it's done. The final thing, the final category, if you will, is a complex problem that needs solving, perhaps with the cooperation of others. This is the category you really want to spend a lot of time on, because the moment other people are involved, moment it's complex, moment it requires resources such as money or time or effort, that is where your focus should go, because you might have to convince people it's important, you might have to get approval for budget, you might have to gather the resources and make sure things move along a certain timeline, such as a, a corporate project, if you will. But if you've ordered all your other, other thoughts, and this is the beauty of this entire discussion, imagine again those thousand mixed up thoughts bouncing around in your head. Because you did the effort 
of ordering and sorting and removing certain things from consideration and bringing it down to, in our example, those 50 thoughts. And you were able to rank order and prioritize them such that they're not jostling with each other. You know exactly which one to handle first, second and third and so forth. That is the kind of ordered, structured thinking that will lead to an effective and systematic line of success. And so to bring some close, closing thoughts here, intrapersonal thinking, thinking within one's own mind, is the most important investment in your communication and leadership skills that you'll ever make. Because if you want to be a leader, if you want others to follow you and abide by your requests or your needs or your asks, you have to be a thousand percent sure of the need, how it needs to be handled. And most importantly, that is the right decision. Thank you for joining us this week with Communication Means Talking Together. Join us every week. And we can also be in touch via email or through our social media. Go to our website, cultureofspeak.com, for more details. And see you next week. Goodbye for now.